Perhaps you're listening to this on a plane. Perhaps you're listening to this in a hole in the ground. That's something that I've realized now is that there are people who are now living in holes in the ground because they can't afford homes or whatsoever. Perhaps you're parked on Hoover. You've been parked there for several days because, again, you're being forced out by the forces of gentrification and you're living in your van. It doesn't matter where you are listening to this. You are indeed listening to a very special edition of Culture Kings and, and N.P. Edgar. Today, I am having a conversation with two performers, writers. They were also producers of what they did. I, I, and it's a, it's something a bit of a, a very interesting feat in where I think in Hollywood, you have a lot of people who want to make something and kind of sit on it until someone gives them permission to do so. But these two people did it on their own. And uh, you see a lot of web series in Los Angeles. Uh, and the quality of this web series is absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, and that's not only in terms of production, but in terms of acting and, and casting and storytelling. It, it seems rather more ambitious than your typical, I don't know, web series about a guy who's really sad at the end. Uh, but uh, I was very, very impressed by this, and I wanted to have these two people on to kind of talk to them. And so that you guys could get to know them, or so I'm talking about Jake Delaney and Paige Hoffman-Nielsen, the creators of the film. Thank you. Thank you. you. What a nice introduction. Oh, Beautiful. well, I, God. I am blown away because I remember uh, the table read. I was at the table read. That was a yeah. few years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago. I think it was two years ago. Yeah. Right? yeah. Hosted half, by maybe. Domino's Pizza, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sponsored. Sponsored. Unofficially. Hosted. Yes. And I remember reading it and I was just like, this is this is a massive production. I mean, uh, you guys included <laughs> the booty LA aspect of it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this is going to be huge. But not only yeah. did you guys pull it off, it looks good. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of wrote without thinking about how we would make it. We just wrote like what we wanted to write. Sure. And then when it came to production, we we're like, oh, we have to actually build a club. Yeah. Yeah. To do yeah. these scenes. Okay, wow. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. yeah, that was definitely something that was a challenge, but you know, we rose the occasion, I guess. So uh, I know what the filth is about, but kind of can you guys explain what the filth is? And... Of course we can. Yeah. Yes. So the filth, uh, it's going to sound generic in a sure. way, uh, but it is about two millennial pieces of trash that are trying to make it um, in regards. And when I say make it, I just mean survive. I feel like yeah. that's where we are at right now sure. a little bit. Yeah. You know? Sure. Um, and they're dealing with uh, their love lives, mental health issues, family problems, the things that I think a lot of people are dealing with currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do try to explain it to someone, especially in the way that you're saying, like pod, not podcasts, uh, web series. Same thing though. It's the yeah. same beast, right? <laughs> it's it like is. everyone has a web yeah. series, everyone, everyone has, a has a podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. And then when when you give your web series to someone and you say, well, it's about t- two millennials looking a for struggling love. actor. Yeah. And, and then you're like, oh God, it sounds yeah. like a certain way, but. I, I do uh, agree. I know it's kind of, is it trash to be like, I agree that it's beautiful? Well, no. I think what, what also makes it stand out is the kinds of people that are in your guys' mm, web yeah. series, right? Uh, uh, both of you are queer. Yes. yes. And that is a huge part of the web series, yes. right? It's a, yeah. it's a queer story. Very queer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, yeah. Did that, what inspired you guys to kind of make sure that the people in it were different? Well, that was our opening, like when we were brainstorming what we wanted to do. Because I met Paige at the Groundlings and we... Just clicked instantly, mm. comedically, and we wanted to do something together. We wanted to write together, and we started writing with Kara, and we we're like, what do we want to write about? And we like, we wanted to write something for and about people that don't fit into like the boxes that mm-hmm. 
mainstream society slash LA slash the world tries to fit people into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Paige, you had a really good what was your your what phrase I said about, years ago? Yes. I don't even remember. But it was just about how LA or Los Angeles, I think everywhere tries to put everyone into boxes. Yeah. And we rarely fit into those boxes. Sure. And I felt that especially with bisexuality. Um and I knew from the start that we wa- I wanted to we wanted to play with that because it is such it's like a piece of the LGBTQ plus that does it, it they don't really know where to put it sure. like it doesn't know where to go in a closet and Absolutely. then um, so we really wanted to play with that and we wanted to play with unrequited love because I think a lot mm. of people have dealt with that and dealing with what sexuality is for someone uh some people deal with it differently and i think that that's what happened a lot with the um with one of our our our, your storyline at least yeah for jake's or max's uh storyline and then um we also dealt with yeah bisexuality and then having a little person in the relationship which i don't think has ever been done no i haven't seen i haven't seen a romantic relationship except for like in jokes like i think in 30 rock they do it as a joke yes it's been done in jokes all over the place yeah liz Mm -hmm. accidentally uh bumps into uh what's his name peter Peter dinklage yeah Yeah. and then pretends as if she was trying to hit on him correct and is forced to date him. yes which i I still loved yeah that was a very funny episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah uh but we never seen average height and little person relationship sure. ever shown on television and movies and anything for entertainment at least, uh, at least again in a serious way. Um, so that was our big splash, I think, that we really wanted to show off. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think something that I enjoy about the the queer aspect of uh, uh, your relationship is that it's fun, right? Like I think yeah. that a lot of queer movies, like, uh, there's like a pain to them, right? Like yeah. it's like, it, and I understand that that comes from a very real thing. It's yeah, a, it's a very hard time to be gay or you know but there's a funness that kind of reminds me of rom-coms with your story with your roommate yeah well i think you know living in los angeles in the liberal bubble that we live in like in this day and age being queer being gay is pretty much mainstreamed it's not as it's you know i i certainly in the place that where i'm at in my life i don't feel at all ashamed or like i need to hide it at Mm -hmm. all and so it's so you know like my love life is fun. I have fun, you know. Like I, I, so I was like, this is. I mean, it's a painful experience that Max, my character, goes through. Of course, but um, that's not to say there's not a lot of fun aspects to it. And like very much rom commy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think one of the things we wanted to do with this show was like there's a lot of shows that are about how hard it is to be gay, but yes. we wanted this to be about how hard it is to be human. Yeah. And the gay aspect is just like it's just the there. way they live their lives. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't seem preachy in any sort of a way, right? Yeah. It didn't seem messagey. And of course, those things exist, and they're, I mean, everyone loves calling yeah. by your name. But I, I think that what I enjoyed about your guys' thing was that the gay aspect just seemed like a part of it. It was as if, like, it was a character in and of itself, as yeah. the way that New York is a character in yeah. France. It's like, we're gay, and these are things that we do for fun. We dance. <laughs> yeah, we get in costumes. Yeah. It's not Halloween, but we wear... Always. We always glitter. act like it yeah. is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. friends. It's just basically friends. It's friends. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> friends. <laughs> what, what inspired some of the colors that you guys use? I mean, mm. it's such a colorful mm. show. Yes. Yeah. That, uh, I'm going to have to say, is like almost 100% dedicated to our director, Jamie Holt, yes. who... When she read the script after that table read, um, you know, sponsored by Domino's Pizza. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Domino's. Thank you Domino's, so much. thank you so much. Um, when we paid she... for the pizza. We didn't get it for free, but <laughs> yes. still. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, 
she saw she read the script lauren holt gave it to her mm-hmm. said you need to read this and then she sat in a meeting immediately with us and brought in binders of color stories yes and everything she had taken notes on every theme that we had written on um whether it was anxiety and then had dedicated like certain greens and yellows to every single scene if you notice that if you watch the filth series you see that every scene almost that has to do with anxiety my character's either wearing green or yellow or there's green or yellow there. Yeah. And you and I was blown we were all blown away yeah. cuz it was things that we hadn't even fully thought about as writers. And then we're like, "Oh, we we did all we did all yeah. of that." Yes. Um and she made it so vibrant because I think that we did write it in a very vibrant way. We do want it to resonate with people that do know what Booty LA is, which is yes. such an inclusive, vibrant, colorful place. Absolutely. And Los Angeles itself is so freaking vibrant. It's beautiful and it, it's gross. I'm coming around to that there idea. There we go. I'm yeah. coming around <laughs> to that idea. I, I hate this city. I uh, love it. And, yeah. But I'm coming around to the idea. I'm like, oh, you know, Silver Lake is cool. Yeah. yeah no, I'm. I like live in South the, LA is cool. No, the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> San Fernando is, Valley is absolutely disgusting. That is where I was born and raised, <laughs> and I think it is stunning. It is all beige. Um, so it's <laughs> not. Yes. Except for that circus <laughs> liquor sign. That's the only right. color in the yes. whole area. Yes, circus exactly. Um, but I, we wanted to celebrate it, and Jamie did. She brought in all of this stuff, and we, I think, immediately hired her yes. to direct it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was like, I really want to direct this. I was like, okay, great. Yes. <laughs> like, Something that I really it. enjoy is that your guys' personal lives in the show, whenever we're following you guys individually, your colors are very muted and bland. But then when you guys come together, it's like, a mm-hmm. burst of light, like the parties. And it's like, yeah. I get it because that's like an escape kind of a thing. Yeah. Yes. How much is that real in your lives? Like uh, um, that element of escaping to partying yeah. and to putting on the costumes. Is that something that you do in your own personal life? Absolutely. Jake? I do. Um, I, I love it. <laughs> yes, like, he does. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just a fun way to like escape the filth of the world and just yes. like, you know, just going out with friends and um, just putting on like a crazy outfit, yes. like serving a look and then just <laughs> dancing the night away. Like yeah. sometimes I think people can get caught up in that and like it leads to bad things. But like, you know, yeah. that's something that I think a lot of I think a lot of gay men and women um just like to dance and, and dress up and do that stuff. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I would call it um any use of color, glitter, any of that is like a radical form of self-love. I've yeah. always looked yes. at it as self-care. It is self-care. It's self-love. Like mm. when I would get ready for um, dancing a booty LA, um, which we both do, we both go go yeah. with raid dancers. Mm-hmm. When I would get dolled up and dressed up, it was especially at a time a few years ago when I was so uncomfortable with my body and who I was, and I was things were changing. And I was trying to figure out everything with gender and. I would dress up in outfits that I would never normally dress up as, like a female Hulk or something. Mm-hmm. And it would I would literally scream on stage like actual radical self-love at these people dressed up because I was trying to figure out where I stood in it as well. And I think that everyone that is connecting with the filth that comes up to us at the end of it and um, sp- like so many people are like spilling themselves out after they watch it yeah. or yeah. coming out or things like that to us. And it is a thing where I'm like, oh, you are connecting with these characters who identify with a need to like explode. scream, yeah. explode yeah. into a void. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How yeah. conscious was that in your guys' writing? Or did was that something that you guys discovered in that same way? Was it was it something that was just exploding out of the script? Yeah, I think, you know, when we started writing this, we 
pulled so heavily from our personal lives. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this yeah. is Absolutely. just like, hi, this happened. I, uh, I, I saw it, like the way that the, your roommate interactions, I was like, oh, this is real. Like, yeah, this no, is that was real. Yeah, absolutely, yes. yeah. Yeah, um, for both of us, it's very personal. And mm-hmm. so we wanted to write from uh you know, authentic place. Absolutely. And just honor the experiences we had, but also color them in the, you know, in a vibrant way, in a way that shows the characters sort of delusions and the the way that they yes. live. And so I think that just in doing that, in doing that authentically, I think that's what it just sort of happened. We didn't really go out with like, let's Let's get. Let's make a show that'll make everybody want to come out. No. <laughs> it just no. happened. It just yeah. happened. Now everyone who watches it comes out. Comes out. Yeah. It's just it happens. It happens all the time. Yeah. That's why I've been avoiding it. Yeah. There yeah. we go. I, <laughs> we no, came I out. It. I remember when we got out of our world premiere over in Toronto, and that that those two old men came out to us oh, and like yeah. grabbed us, and one of them just goes like, "Oh, you both are so troubled." Yeah. You're so troubled. <laughs> it was like, I really hated your characters. I hate uh, it was like, at first I was like, why would I continue to watch these two pieces of trash? They are so bad. Um, and then he was like, but then towards the end, I started to realize, you know, it's not just black and white. Mm. People mm-hmm. are not just black and white. They are complex and like, yeah. they are complicated people. And he was like, then I started to really feel for your characters and fall in love with them. And by the end, I was really heartbroken for both of them. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a, I don't know what tangent that was about. But that will, well, I, I think that here. that's something that I found very intriguing about the characters. I think sometimes when you write something that is semi-autobiographical, it can kind of turn into a bit of victimhood, yes. where it turns into something where you're just like, everything is bad is happening to yes. me, right? Yeah. Uh, but something that I've really enjoyed about Fleabag and, mm-hmm. and some of these other semi-autobiographical things is... You guys don't go easy on yourselves. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you fact, guys no, no, call no, no, out no. your guys' flaws think, pretty hard. Yeah. We I love when people go, Oh, I love Max. I hate Stella. I'm like, yeah. good. Yeah. Me too. I'm like, yeah, yeah. we when yeah. we hear people that are getting upset at the characters or even um, not understanding how anxiety works or yeah. depression works and not when their actions happening that they're like, why would they do that? It's like, yeah. there are no answers to yeah. some of the things that human beings do, especially mm-hmm. when they're inflicted with any kind of mental illness or anything like that. Yeah. Or even just sadness. Yeah. The characters yeah. are very round, right? Max is a bit, I mean, he's a very good friend, but he can also be selfish and when he wants something, it's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, Stella is avoidant, which I know is that's just Paige. Oh hi, <laughs> hello. Yeah, no, it's very, very it's up so, my alley. It's so funny because I think when we were writing it mm-hmm. and and making it, like we learned about ourselves because yeah. we we wanted to find our flaws and amplify them. Like mm. we did not like we wanted to do the opposite of like victimhood. We wanted to make sure that like these characters are very flawed, and um, I remember. <laughs> I was like realizing my maxisms, all the things about yeah. me that make me cringe. And so I would like always talk about relating to Max and like how much Max was me. And then Paige is always like, I don't I feel like I'm not really Stella. She's like, I'm like she's like, I hate her. Like I'm not. Like I don't know. And then like towards the end of the production, she's like, you know, I am Stella. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's so funny, right? Especially when you're 
both pitching on it, that can kind of be a fun thing, right? Uh, my uh, girlfriend and I have written stuff together, and I'm kind of like, oh, your character wouldn't do that. She's like, yeah, I would. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's not what you would do. <laughs> yeah. Like, Do you guys yeah. ever run into things like that where you're just like, oh, I don't think Stella would do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, especially, well, with Max, like, there was a scene in the art gallery where he's going up to everyone. He's like, hi, mm-hmm. Max Bowman, yes. uh, actor. Yes. And he's like just like shamelessly Shamelessly networking. plugging himself, yes. Um, and I was like, I just think that's too, that's like, I was like, I really hate him. Like, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. That's so awful. And they're like, but that's the point. Like, we have to put it in. And yeah. I was like, but he wouldn't do that. Like, he's not. And they're like, you wouldn't do that maybe, but Max but would. Max and, would. And you and may not do that at that would. level. Exactly. Yes, exactly. But I would You're in a different level. Yeah, you know, That's what makes him a character, right? <laughs> exactly. uh, uh, even though maybe yeah. you will plug yourself at the end of this w- pretty hard. Yeah, may- maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There he goes. <laughs> um, but, no. And then I find myself plugging myself in, in different ways that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck, I am Max. Yeah. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. I love it. I yeah. the, the other day, or something, like, the family isn't fully written for my family, but whenever anything happens that are so Stella, I get so obsessed with it. Like, Absolutely. When we went and saw the San Francisco premiere, um, my family came, and this was a, a big moment because I'd never come out as bisexual to them. I was just going to let them let them watch and see what they thought. You um, tend to do that with your art a lot. I do it a lot. <laughs> I just throw them in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do it again. I yeah. just yeah, just be prepared. Um, but we went and saw the Andy Warhol uh, exhibit. Like my, my family really wanted to do this. <laughs> they were like my mom's like I have to cuz she turned San Francisco into like this is what we're doing. I'm bringing my friends. Like it became a whole thing. So we all go to this big Andy Warhol exhibit. And at the end of it, she goes, like, I'm just so thankful for this whole trip because I got to see so much about Andy Warhol. And she, like, lifts her drink and she goes, like, to Andy Warhol. And everyone at the table does that. (laughs) And my brother's like, stop. We are here to watch this show. Like, it was (laughs) one of the most Stella things. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, this is awesome, though. Like, I love seeing that kind of thing happen all the time and then hearing it from other people when they're like, I do that or I do that or die. Absolutely. Yes. I think the specificity in your characters is what makes them so relatable, right? Mm. I think when you paint a character in sort of broad broad strokes, it can kind of make them feel inhuman. But you guys' characters are so specific and so unique that... I feel like everyone can grab onto a different thing and say, that's me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to talk about how you guys premiered this thing, mm-hmm. but we're going to do that after the break. Okay. Welcome back to this very special edition of NP Edgar. We're here with Jake Delaney and Paige Hoffman-Nielsen. Again, people make these web series, and usually they go and die in a hole on YouTube or their Tumblr that they made for it, or Instagram. But you guys got to showcase this web series twice in a pretty significant space both times. Can you guys kind of talk about how that happened and what that experience was like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so we had we had our world premiere in at Inside Out Festival in Toronto. And what is Inside Out Festival? Um, it's a it's a Gay or a queer um, LGBT. Sorry, that's LGBTQ plus. You there did great. I, did I a, loved it. You know, uh-huh. uh, a film festival mm-hmm. in Toronto, and um, they had an episodic section, and that's where we premiered it. Uh, it's an amazing festival. There's Absolutely. such inspiring like queer art there, and it was. It's really cool to just see 
it's, it works from all around the world too. Um, and it's funny because I was like, oh, we're considered international here because yeah. we're from the U.S. and Absolutely. Canada. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have passports? Shocked. Yes. Had to get a new passport. You didn't yeah. have a passport. Didn't mm-hmm. I mean I had one, but I had to get it renewed because it was okay. expired. Okay. I don't um, have a passport. Oh. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm interested. Let me know the steps that you took. I will. I'll send you a breakdown. Of <laughs> okay. It. Thank I went you. to the CVS. I got pictures. Okay. And oh. it was yeah. I got pictures of CVS. CVS. Yeah. And then you have to mail all the stuff in. Okay. It's fine. Whatever. Very simple. But so we had our world premiere there. It was really cool. And then we had. And then we premiered the pilot in Denver at Series Fest, mm-hmm. um, which was a really exciting um, festival that's sort of, I think it's in its fifth year. This, mm-hmm. And it's really like, I was blown away by the way that they put that festival together. Yeah. Um, you came home a new man. I was, I'm mm-hmm. like preaching about Series Fest to everybody because it felt like summer camp uh, with just a lot of really cool creators. Absolutely. Um, uh, and then we had our U.S. premiere in San Francisco at Frameline, yes. uh, which is the lo- largest and longest running um, LGBTQ plus uh, film festival yeah, in, the, in world. the world. Now, mm-hmm. the, you didn't just premiere it there. I believe that something very significant happened there. Am I correct? Am I mixing up festivals? Wait, what? Which one? Didn't what? you guys win an award? We won at Fest. Series Fest, oh, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we won Best Writing uh, in the Comedy Section at yes, we did. Series Fest. Don't so bury was... that. That's I significant. Was, yeah. <laughs> I, I watched him glaze over. I'm like, I wonder if I have to pull oh, this I was, out. I know. <laughs> I was like, do I need to What say? was that experience like of winning? I mean, oh, of course, you're seeing the competition, yeah. right? You're seeing all yeah. these things, and then you win. It was really cool because... I, you know, for the, especially cause that was just the pilot and I have, I'm like super, super proud of the series, mm-hmm. but I always am hard on the pilot because it's yeah. the first episode you're of establishing course. so much. And for us as writers, it's like, I don't know. It, I always felt like sort of, I was like, is the first episode going to catch people? Are people going to sure. love this? Yeah. I don't know. And I was so in it. I, I just didn't know. And so for people to seeing the response, we had two screenings at the festival and seeing the response of people around the festival just after seeing one episode that I didn't, wasn't my favorite. Mm -hmm. Like people were connecting so hard with it. Everybody came up and they're like, how are, and just like using the lingo of the show. And, um, uh, that has to feel fantastic. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. felt really fantastic. Just like to feel that buzz and the energy around Mm -hmm. it. And, um, just a lot of people talking about how they related to the characters. And so then when we won, I was just like, uh, blown away because also like I said like the other content that was there was really incredible there was a lot of innovative ways of mi- doing pilots that yeah. um, uh, it kind of makes you judge your thing yeah. a little bit right yeah. and then you get the award and you're just like oh shit yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. so it made me feel really really yeah. really proud it, was very and sad it made me love the one. pilot yeah. yeah that's good yeah. I, I feel like you were so drenched in validation from it, and I was like I'm sitting drenched. at home in a hole, soaked. Like, is anything we do good? <laughs> like, <I'm so laughs> I came back. I was like, we are but amazing. That, now. Mm-hmm. that feeling that you had isn't unique, right? I mean, uh, uh, BoJack Horseman just celebrated its fifth yes. year anniversary of its premiere, and that pilot, I feel like, is not representative of what the yeah. show is at yeah. all, right? And uh, yeah. uh, and pilots, I think, if you usually look at the viewing from first episode to second episode, is usually where you see the biggest drop-off in viewership. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I don't think that feeling is unique. What do you feel is different about the show than is probably seen in the pilot? I have some guesses, but what do you guys personally mm. feel? 
you're just like, well, we don't get to get to that just yet. Well, the pilot is really seeing these characters in their natural or natural state in their like weekday environment. Absolutely. What they do on Absolutely. a daily basis. Exactly. exactly. You see, you see the basis of who they are, why they are, how they are, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. their day jobs are, um, what their family life is like. You just kind of get a really big intro into their characters. But we, a page and I, Max and Stella, the two lead characters have one scene yeah, together. They don't even yeah. really the see each other. Pilot. They don't see each other till the end. Absolutely. Yep. So the second episode is like they're together for most of the episode. Yes. Um, and so that, I mean, that's one of the things is like you don't really see our, much of our friendship because, you mm-hmm. know, we wanted to show that people in LA are busy and they don't get to see each other all the time. Like yeah. Friends aren't always around each other. Exactly. We had it where we weren't even speaking or communicating really until the end yes. when we originally did it and then had to switch it up a bit because it's like, well, what are people watching? So yeah. like we, we wove each other into we did. the lives. Because we yeah. originally wanted to be like, why are we seeing these two different people's lives? How are they connected? Mm-hmm. And then we find in the end how they're connected. But we found that just in getting notes from our director, Jamie, and mm-hmm. um uh, some of the and our producer David Aguilar, yes. um, they we kind of realized that, you know, maybe we should establish that this is a show about friendship and exactly and, who, yeah. and these two people. I mean, that's a great note, and I think yeah. that also, uh, you know, the way that your guys's story is constructed overall in the entire season, it's kind of like a movie, right? Where mm-hmm. the act one is where they're at, and then we get a yeah. hint of where they're going to go. Yes, and the rest of the show is kind of watching. How it's how they got there and how yeah. they get mm-hmm. there. Uh, versus, I think, like you know, sometimes in other web series, you kind of get the feel of like, what the fuck is gonna be? Ep- what what the fuck is each episode gonna be about? Right. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. But yeah. you guys are world building so heavily in that first yeah, episode. Yeah, we really yes. are, and we were worried about that um, because we think. Uh, I mean, when it comes down to for the show, the bread and butter of it is are these all these little weirdos that you meet along the way, the weird mm. people in L.A. How some of them are in his life and mine, and my life and his, like. A, they're just all over the place. And yeah, that one was so heavily just based on this is family, this is roommates, this is job, this is the, like, and we worried about that a little bit, but mm-hmm. that's just how it works with pilots. I mean, you're too. just telling them the rules. Yeah, of the exactly. Game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you guys see a season two for this show at all? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Do. I mean, uh, like, we have it planned out mm-hmm. what it would be. It's just, you know, technically, if we can get the money of to course. make exactly. that, right, and if course. we have the vehicle to do it, yeah. Um, that's basically, but like, in terms of story, absolutely. A hundred percent. Because we leave it on such a cliffhanger. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and it's pretty sad. And we want, I not that like if we make more, it's not going to still end sad. It might. Probably <laughs> will. No, it, but, it will end it will, so sad. It will always be sad. <laughs> yeah, speaking my but, language. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I definitely want to continue to write for these characters and, and this world. Yeah. I, I think that. For a while, especially when you're in the middle of writing mm-hmm. for a different world, your brain starts to see the world you're in a little differently. Yeah. Like, I yeah. will be out on the streets and be like, that is so filthy. That uh-huh. is filthy. That and you want to bring all that stuff all in. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's it's so interesting to see how it works even with the world. We wrote it so long ago, but, like, the abortion scenes in the first episode now are more, I'd say, poignant oh, yeah. than yes. they were when we wrote them. Yes. That happened with the Wokest. I mean, I felt like oh, the moment yeah. we wrapped up the Wokest, the Popeye's chicken sandwich thing happened. Yes. <laughs> One of the Koch brothers died, and the Amazon yes. was on fire. And me and Cody are just texting each other like, fuck! Like, we want to cover, like, we want to bring all these things. Yeah. But it's like, you know, we wrapped the first season. Yeah. And we're waiting on renewal, and it's just like, oh, I want to, ah! Oh. Of like, course, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that we, yeah, as you said, we've written out so 
much for, for both these characters already, but it does come down to logistics because the first season, we did want to make such a big splash with mm-hmm. with the production, with all of it, because we did not want to make another web series that you're just kind of trying to shuffle under the rug, say, not really talk about it, don't really tell anybody I even well, made a web series. Most yeah. things are subjective, right? Whether you like someone's performance, whether you like the writing. Your web series is objectively one of the best things I've ever seen <laughs> created by people that I know within my circle. Oh, my God. Objective, that is so I mean, nice. The quality, I mean, because, I mean, I know the people who maybe they've been co-produced by Comedy Central or okay. something like that. You guys are independently creating absolutely this thing, yeah. and it looks like real television. It's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Everything. Like, that is objectively true it was about a your guys' web work. series. It yeah. was a lot of work. A lot work. of work and a lot of um, incredible people. Absolutely. Incredible I mean, it's, people. A, you know, it's yeah. this, the filth is, like, for me, such a, creating it, was it's such a reminder that, like, filmmaking, I mean, it's a TV show, but filmmaking. Still filmmaking. We treated it like yeah. a film, uh, is such a, col- the most collaborative medium. Because, absolutely. like, literally, Everybody from production design, sound design, uh, to the DP, everybody was so like treating the filth like this was their shot to like prove their talent, exactly. show what they got, you know? So you have a buy in mentality, yeah. right? Everyone is buying in of like this is our all of our collective shot. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. so I think that's why it looks so good. And that's mm. why, um, I mean, that's. That's the reason I love watching it because I'm just like I'm so proud of all the people that worked on it. Every single person. So many people. Yeah. Made it what it is. Yeah, and we want to continue that. So we were. Tr- so we are give trying. us money it's if you have. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> My Venmo is. There we go. I don't remember. I yeah. I mean I know mine, but. <laughs> it's like Jake E E E two. What? I don't know. It's that's weird. That's really difficult. bad. Yeah, that's really bad. It's it doesn't have your last name. Yeah. <laughs> mine is Paige H Nielsen. N as a Nancy, I-E. That's better, but there are so many Paige Nielsen's in the world. There's an H in there. I used to try to, I I have a bad habit of when I'm a friend of someone, I YouTube them, and I try to find (laughs) embarrassing videos of them, and I'll share them to a group of people. Mm -hmm. And I have tried with Paige, I mean, we've known each other for 10 10 years. years. So I've tried finding embarrassing videos of you, and I can't, I constantly find this the soccer player? Yeah. Nebraskan. Mm-hmm. I don't know who she is, but. <laughs> there's, a, there's a soccer player there's a named soccer Jake player. Delaney, too. Oh, really? wow. Paige oh, oh, my God. I wonder if they know each other. Yeah. You guys got to bring Watch that into the film. Friends. Yeah. Imagine them both hetero falling in love with each other. Oh. And they are having the babies that we'll never have. That is together. us in a, an alternative in another world. I, I pitched that episode. And then at the end of it, oh. we realized it's just the two of you guys high <laughs> talking to each yes. other. I love it. Just like, <laughs> that's it. Both soccer uh, but, uh, players. But they're both soccer. That is. It's very funny. Yes, yeah. uh, I love but that. I love doing it. It's one of my favorite pranks to do yeah. for someone is to find a really old YouTube video. And especially if like they're on like a house team of mine, uh-huh. I'll just put it in a group thread and not say anything. You, <laughs> and I feel like you've dug stuff up, though. You found my like high school found, senior marriage I found, project. yes, you had a marriage, marriage project, project where she had that? to plan out a family. She planned a family out with Jason Whitley, who's your husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I found that whole blog. It was weird. Like You made like a blog spot for it. I had to make it. a blog spot. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I definitely did share that with people yes yeah. and you were like i'm good at it i'm yeah. very good at deep why Google. do you have to do that because i also well i had to do like a family planning thing too oh, yeah. i was of course married to a woman, a woman. In, it, <laughs> in high school um you know different time yeah but uh i think i chose like jennifer aniston as my wife what you got to pick a celebrity pictures. well we had to oh, do pictures okay. of like sure. what our family looked like yeah and i think i was like jim carrey and then she jennifer was aniston. jennifer aniston <laughs> 
That oh, was my man. I like that you already picked a big, big performer already. Like, yeah. You already knew that about yourself. Oh, yeah. well, like, I was. Oh, my God. I was. I, I've always been obsessed with Jim Carrey. Yeah. So he's amazing. He was, when, I, when I was a kid, um, it was like second grade. And they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I didn't say actor or writer. I just said Jim Carrey. That's I excellent. Said I That's to awesome. Be him. That's excellent. I said flight mm-hmm. attendant. I think I wanted oh. to be a flight attendant. You would be. What? I'm sorry. Would she be? I don't know. I don't think she would be a good flight attendant. Terrible. I think we could be very <laughs> honest and say that she'd yeah. be a very awful. bad flight attendant. Awful. You would be shady. I'd be awful. You'd be a shady one. They would be like, can I get some water? I'm like. <laughs> yeah, you can. I'm Go sorry. get up at the front a of the cabin, flight. please. Yeah, Thank like you. sit your ass down. Like, Jesus Christ. No, I would be bad. <laughs> when we return more with Jake Delaney and Paige Hoffman. And we have returned to this episode of NB Edgar, where we're discussing the filth with Jake Delaney, Paige. A lot of people listen to this podcast uh, who are on the outside of Hollywood, who are on the outside of being in a creative space, but they do aspire to be a part of that. What advice would you give to anyone who's like, you know what, today's the day I'm going to start on my web series. What are some of the things that you learned from the mistakes you made? What are some of the successes that you made? What is some advice you would give to someone who wants to make a web series? Okay. So the I think we'd be said it at the beginning, which was we didn't write thinking about the complications already of, of money, production. Absolutely. All of that. I yes. always think you should just write what you are super passionate about, even if it's like crazy. And yes. it has like, I think we've written something that has like, a horse, a truck, a co- police chase. Like oh, when yeah. we're like, oh, we're just gonna write it. We're like because the cha- like when it comes to like manifesting in certain aspects, and when you have so much passion about something, things can just come together. Sometimes I'm mm. not gonna sit here and tell every viewer like your dreams will all come. Yeah, true. write your sci-fi yeah. epic Do right now. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, I think we also looked down on what we wrote, and it was our other partner who created this with us, Carafano, uh-huh. who had to kind of snap us out of it because we were like, are we trash for writing about our lives? Are we trash about writing about our own stuff? And mm. she was like, guys are just thinking about your friends watching this. Think about everyone you don't yeah. know. She would like blow it up for us mm-hmm. and make it like, think of a uh, 100,000 people instead of just the, the people at UCB going like, Jake and Paige, what the hell are you doing? Fascinating like, that you picked UCB. Neither of you guys' performers are at UCB. No, no, no. I, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, just because I don't know anyone from Groundlings. We're all in our own bubbles. Like, we don't actually know each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, UCB. <laughs> I, I, I love your people. Oh, okay. Well, I've seen you there twice. <laughs> I've been there four times. <laughs> I performed there. Well, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On, on the... Um, the one in the cafe in the intersection. Mm-hmm. There we go. I've done I've done I've done a, a, a few uh, midnight shows. Yeah, really? uh, have you done UCB yeah. Drag Race? I feel like you did no. UCB Drag Race. No, uh, well, I've 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 helped a lot of my friends do okay, it. Okay, so you've yeah. helped them out. Um, and so I've been like a dancer. I've mm-hmm. done, I've done yeah. little roles in in. in He's it, amazing. But, um, Oh God, I love please. watching. Can I tell you something that I'm very embarrassed about? I'm terrified of that show. No. I've been asked oh. to be in the pit crew multiple times. Oh, Edgar, well, join. you should love it. It's M- my so body much is fun. disgusting. I don't believe you. It's disgusting. It if not, I unbuttoned my shirt, we'd be we'd have to cut the audio because you guys would be screaming <laughs> and uh, I'll be screaming like with joy. No, it's. They asked me, and I've avoided it so many times. I mean, I will say that pit crew gets treated like dog shit, but like also, <laughs> I love the pit. But crew. it's fun. I mean, it's yeah. fun, and like they they have a dance. It's always I love UCB Drag Race. Yes, it's yes, incredible. absolutely. Thank incredible you. I think they actually now call it bad 
drag. Yeah, there's a bad drag competition yeah. right now, like doing it very poorly. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, oh, I love it. It's such a fun show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Go yeah. well, back to the original question. What was some advice that you? Oh know? my god. Okay. Um, yeah. Some. I think that that is the best advice, mm-hmm. and just like write what makes you passionate, and then I think. Um, I think it's just important to surround yourself with people that inspire you. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, and that's hard to say because, like, I don't know. I think we, this came together because of all the people that were involved in it, all the support we got. Um, and I think it's just about, like, you know, going up to the people that you're like, this is a really funny person. Yes. And not being afraid to say, I want to work with you or I want to collaborate Absolutely. with you. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, you did that. I, I had that no idea who you and Kara were. Yeah. I was like, come write a, sh- a web series with us, Absolutely. which is like, and she was like, I, we barely, and the other thing is we were, we were friends, but we were not that close. And yeah. we wrote it. We're like, we're best friends in the show. <laughs> and we both basically wrote our friendship into existence because. Yes. And now we like live together now we and live we together. love each other so much. And it's interesting to look back and be like, did we, we weren't even that know close in the beginning. <laughs> no, we weren't. We, no. I, I think that's a really good point because I do think that sometimes you're just like, well, I can't do this because I don't have access to this really famous person or this person who's yeah. so much ahead of me. Or it's like, the people that you need to work with are right around exactly. you. Exactly. I think that's exactly the point. It's mm. like, so many people are like, oh, this person is a really famous, established, like, this or that and I need to like network with them and it's like no look around you look at like your peer group Mm. and like look for the people that inspire you in that peer group because I think I think people make this mistake of being super competitive with each other and just trying to like I don't know compete in that way where I'm like listen we're all in this peer group we're all trying to make it and I think we should like you know the power of collaboration is gonna you lift up everybody with you when you yeah. when you reach across the table. And... One of my favorite things, I'm so sorry I didn't cut right. you off. Uh, one of my favorite things about the show is seeing people and being like, oh my God, Andrew Lind, oh my God, Lauren yeah, Holt. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. recognize all these people. You guys cast, you didn't go out for big, flashy names. I mean, they, of course, there's some, there some. fun cameos, mm-hmm. but yeah. you get people that I recognize, and like yes. from your friend group, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I was going to say, um, speaking back on UCB and Groundlings in those places, sure. they get a lot of shit because they have a very small group at the top that they can bring up absolutely while they have so many people coming from the bottom trying to get there and you get bitter and you get upset especially in a like in a group where we were where we met groundlings Mm -hmm. where you get cut suddenly so easily and people are so hurt by that but in reality the money that you spend and the time put in the package that you get from them is not just oh you may be in the sunday company or you may be on herald night you are surrounded by other people that are working harder or Absolutely. as hard as you. Absolutely. And they are all yours now. And I think when I think of the Groundlings or anything like that, they gave me the people that I've surrounded myself with or Los Angeles' comedy community in general. So I think that that's part of what you pay for. And I think that people forget that when they're like, oh, fuck that. They're I, done. I've been called a hypocrite for this multiple times. But I tell people, get on Herald Night. It's not going to change your career. Mm, it's yeah. not going to change your career. Get on. I dare you to get on. I bet you'll get cut next year and you'll be unhappy. Yeah. And yeah. I say that because I know that, like you said, what I've gained from it is the people that I've met. Mm-hmm. And I would have met those people whether I was on Herald Night or not. Or not. Yeah. And they have helped my career. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Lacey Mosley or, or yeah. Carl Tart or something, yes. someone like that. Those people have helped me and been recommending me for jobs and stuff like that. But it's not 
getting on Harold Bank. Like no. that, no, I got nothing. I got absolutely nothing from that. Yeah. yeah. Except for a very fun team that is the best team and ever. And you have those people. And I think that we forget that easily because it's easy to get jaded when you don't get something that you were expecting. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, instead of, it sounds so corn. That sounds like a Dove chocolate wrapper, but it's just to, to say like the journey is what you're paying for. <laughs> absolutely. And I think that it's an opportunity to showcase your voice and test your voice against a live audience in yeah. a way. Yeah. That's the best thing I've gotten yeah. from Harold. I should say. Maybe I should say nothing, laugh. but like yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like I, I developed the sad character and stuff like that yeah. from performing at UCB, and I was like, oh, I got a note from a coach. I was just like, when you're emotional, when you're vulnerable, people react to that. Yes, exactly. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was very different from how I was oh, playing. Yeah. And then I was yeah. able to develop that and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's amazing. That's that about way. it. I, I, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I never got a job from being yeah. on Harold Knight. When no. I tell people Yet. at meetings, they're just like. That's cool, dude. Uh, anyways, <laughs> what have you worked on? Like, no yeah. one gives That's a fuck. That's true. It's it is. Yeah. You've you've probably gotten crazy <laughs> yeah. notes for your comedy from working in Groundlings. Like, I remember oh, the yeah. first time that Jay Lay told me, "Oh, you should move your body all the time. You're you've got you're just a weird one." And I remember being like, "Oh, I'm offended." But then when you start to like get into your comedy and do weird things and actually follow the criticisms that you get, it's it's very helpful. Like mm-hmm. you learn a lot. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Get criticized, everyone out there listening, yeah. and listen in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I asked this question of many artists that uh, come on, so I'm going to ask both of you guys separately, and you can mm-hmm. choose to answer together. You don't have to answer together. But uh, I have X amount of dollars for you. Mm. X, then an X. Oh. Uh, and you can take that X to work on any project you would like. Perhaps you guys should answer separately and answer together. Um, but... What would that project be? What is it? Is it a book, a movie, podcast, whatever it is? But mm. it's X amount of dollars. Um, I mean, for me, it would. I would probably be like a season two of the Phil. Oh, boo! But but <laughs> no, that's like that's of course one, that's a great answer. That's, that's a great a, answer. Or um, I I really want to make a film. Mm. Um, I want to write. I mean, I I've written features before but I have never made one mm-hmm. and I would love to make like a full length uh feature with a with a nice budget. And so are would, you the lead in that feature? Yeah. Okay. It would be like I would write it for myself as a lead and now, is this an indie kind of a yeah, feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Indie indie but like dating life in it. Um you have to go back home. It would definitely be home. gay. Uh <laughs> um it's like, oh, I messed up my job. Now I'm moving back in with my parents. Is that the plot? No, <laughs> no, I don't know what the, I mean. Uh, you don't have to say the plot here. Yeah. But a feature is what you're really, that's something that you've been thinking about. Doing. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have a new, like, short film idea that I would want to create, expand into a expand feature, into feature mm-hmm. um, about, uh, well, I don't, should I say it? Or should Why, I not? I guess. Why not? Why not? Just well, make sure you mail it to yourself. It's basically about, like, um, and I literally just came up with this idea last week, and I'm working on it. I don't know. Uh, but it'd basically be like this uh, guy moves to Utah to work at the psychiatric facility, mm. um, and then he falls in love with one of the patients and, like, breaks them out um, and then realizes, because he's like, they're not actually crazy. They're holding him here against his will, and then he really is crazy. I love that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I love uh, that. Yeah. And it'd be like a gay love story gone awry. <laughs> I love I yeah. love that because like this person's gonna be like I know he's not crazy yeah and like yeah like how does he deal with it 
Yeah. I think when that, he yeah. Finds out yeah, that exactly. Out and where, and yeah. where you place that in yeah. the story would be. Because I, mean. I love, I, when, so I love people that are really um, eccentric and fun. And Absolutely. sometimes that means, like, I later find out, like, oh my God, they're actually, like, maybe crazy. Do you Absolutely. watch Are You the One? No. Okay. But I've been told by everyone that I should. I mean, this season is fantastic. Uh, and, um, there's there's that kind of intense love on Are You the One? Yeah, a okay. lot. it's very intense. There's I a had lot a of dream people. with one of them last night. Which <gasps> one? The one from our comedy area. Oh, Danny. Danny. Mm-hmm. Oh. He was in my dream. Hi, Danny. Oh. You were in my dreams last oh, night. Danny, what a weirdo. Dream. Yeah, Paige is great too. Oh, I'm in love with Paige. Of course, you're in love with Paige. No, not the first time. <laughs> uh, Paige. Uh, <laughs> um, what would what would X your amount product? of dollars? Yeah, okay. X amount of dollars. I'm gonna be really sappy and gross and say that I would put so much money and time into a season two. Of mm-hmm. course, because of and course. I will follow it's up my on first it. Answer. It is. I I think that the next push would be such a huge push from me as a writer mm-hmm. because we couldn't just do that shit again. No. Um, you learn that from so many seasons. Who's besides like Phoebe Waller Bridge and blowing everyone but out. But took of, took time to do took so. Took so much time. Mm-hmm. I, she is such. I'm I'm my muse over here. Um, but it is so much time would have to go into that, but it would have to push us and myself as a writer. Uh, we would push the characters to a place that I don't think that I would even be prepared to act for, mm. and which was one thing that I would say that I really learned in season one. Another thing we didn't do was limit the way that we would be able to act as these characters. And I remember getting some of the scenes and being like, Oh, I have to do this now? Yeah. I haven't done this before. Especially when your producer's on the project, yes. right? So your brain is kind of scattered all over the Correct. place. And then and you go, oh, wait, I have to act in this scene. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking in a lot of them, oh, oh, fuck, I don't know if I can do this right now. Mm. And I would then find out, oh, I can do it. Like, it was very cool. So I think that that would also be why I would push that, because we would have to then do even more on top of that as writers, creators, actors, all of it. If I had X amount of dollars just for my own project, I truly don't know what I would do right now. I I am dipping my toe back into loving live live theater again. Of course, yes, yeah. which is my ultimate love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what I wanted to chase originally, but I am here in Los Angeles, so I'm ha- I'm I'm completely happy where everything has gone. But if I could dedicate X amount of dollars to something that could be an enormous production that would change how, the same way that you're saying, like we could change how independent young artists are doing. Web series, I would love to do that with live theater as well, and blow that out of the water. Fringe, oh, absolutely. Hollywood and Edinburgh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that would be my dream right now because I think that there's so many different ways that America, the world's hurting right now, that I would love to pick at it. That sounds Mm. awful, but I want to like poke and prod and laugh and then help fix it and heal from wounds, and that's where I would want to be. So. I look at where we are and how it separated we are in this bubble, especially Los Angeles, um, because I think that, not to bring in us sad things, but when 2016 happened and the election and all of that, I was my bubble was popped that that we were in a Disneyland version of America, and I kind of wanted to play. I would love to play that up and see what that would look like. That sounds mm. fantastic. Yeah, that. yeah. So. Except in a live theater way, where we of would course. scare the shit out of an audience. I yeah. love oh, to yeah. include an audience and make them feel so uncomfortable. Yes. So that is what I would do right now anyway with where my brain is going. And it does, it's one of those things too, which I'll say to an audience, that is, as a creator, you look at theater in Los Angeles and it's not the biggest booming thing where everyone's making the money. 
so you are like, let me write a let me write a screenplay. Let me write something instead mm-hmm. that is more more marketable. Palatable. Yeah, everyone everyone here is trying to sell something. Correct. Right? Yeah. That's why people think that the comedy scene in New York is better because they're actually experimenting. They're experimenting, yeah. mm-hmm. and that is something I would tell people that are on the outskirts that are are trying to figure out their voices and to create. If you want to create in a way with like poetry or something that is not completely in the sphere of what is popular right now, go for it. Again, you don't know where it'll be in four years. You don't know where you'll be in a few years when you're done with a project, things like that, or where it could blow up to, which I think we've seen with like Hamilton blowing up or certain things where like the whole country is into weird things that you're like, how did that happen? How did that become popular? And you know that he didn't sit down and go like, what is the thing, the, like the thing right now yes. that I need to write about? Yeah, he wrote about what he was passionate about, yeah. and I think that people don't do that enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's I what I would that. do with X amount of dollars. Yeah, yeah. So someone is watching the filth, mm-hmm. and they just finished it. They just wrapped it up. The Chromecast oh. says, "Here's a uh, a mix of all your favorite songs," and they're like, oh, "I'll stop that. I've just finished this very touching web series." What is it that you hope they're taking away from it? What is that thing that you hope that they're feeling, that they're thinking about? Oh, that's so hard. Um, I hope they're frustrated. Mm. Yeah. Why, why frustrated? Because, one, it does end on such a, a cliffhanger. But sure. I hope that they understand that, that there is anger and upsetness and misunderstandings and feeling a certain way, but it does pass. Mm. I think that's something that like I've learned is like emotions are fleeting. Like You have to like not connect too heavily with them but i do hope that they see that there's so much beauty mm-hmm. and they want more yeah. I, and that's i want people to want more yeah. right now i want like, them to want more yeah and also i think one of the things that i one of the big takeaways um that i have from it just as a creator um and that i would want the audience to take away is like the seeing the lack of um, what? How do I put this? I guess Max and Stella's friendship—they don't listen to each other. Mm-hmm. Like Max is a bad listener, yeah. and and like kind of seeing that and realizing like I shouldn't take the people in my life for granted. Mm-hmm. I should be listening more sure. to my friends. Yes. I think sure. that's a big takeaway that I like from creating it, acting in it, doing all these things, seeing the characters play out. I was like, you know what? I like. I really need to be a better listener. Yeah. I like feel like I. That was one of my takeaways personally of, from writing this character. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really easy to get lost in your own thoughts and lost in the things that are going on around in you. And world. both of these characters are lost in their own worlds and like are having trouble connecting with other people mm. fully because they're too caught up in their own delusions or or anxiety or whatever. Um, and so I think, you know, maybe seeing the way it ends and having a little wake-up call that, like, okay, I got to check in with the rest of the universe yes. a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Get yeah. out of my own Get head. Get out of my own head. Correct. Like, that's that's the our protagonist's uh, biggest problem is they're too in 100%. their own heads. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been talking about this fantastic web series, but we have not yet said where people can watch it. <gasps> so where where can people find this lovely Perfect creation in my opinion. Oh my That's God. too sweet. It's free, guys. It is free on YouTube. It's on mm-hmm. YouTube. www.youtube slash the filth series. Dot com. Is there a dot com? <laughs> dot com. 
Wait, no. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's on YouTube. Just search the Filth series, mm-hmm. or you can go to our website. We have a little player on the website that'll sure. just allow the, you yeah, to do it. Yeah, which is thefilthseries.com. Uh, thefilthseries.com. Yes. So that's where they can watch. That's it. where. Yeah. For free. For free, guys. Anybody. You don't have to sign up. You don't have Send to give to your anybody moms. your name. Send it to your dads. Send it to everyone. Absolutely. (laughs) Jake Delaney, Paige Hoffman-Nielsen, thank you so much for being on. This was absolutely fantastic. Where where can people find you individually? (laughs) In the streets. Sure, (laughs) sure, sure, absolutely. I don't know. What do you mean? Your your social. Oh, my social. Plug yourself. Oh, hello. My Venmo. No, my Instagram (laughs) is Jake, a.k.a. Delaney. Mm -hmm. Um, And... There he yeah, is. Add, yeah, follow me. Mm-hmm. Follow me for some adventures. And also follow the Filth series. Yeah. Which is just the Filth series. The Filth series. Mm-hmm. On Instagram. There he is. Um, yeah, you can find us sometimes dancing our asses off on stage at different at places booty. at Booty yeah. LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. El Cid right now, I believe, yeah. and the resident. Uh, yes, very cool. If you want to see us in person sometimes, yeah. Beyonce Booty LA will be next month. Yeah. And I'll be crying on stage. Fantastic. Um, and yeah. then I can uh, be found on Instagram at Ginger Badger. Ginger Badger. Mm-hmm. That's me. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much Thank for you, being Edgar. on. This was Thank a fantastic you. conversation. Yeah. Again, I really do enjoy and love this web series. Oh, and I think that you. more people should watch it because I do think you guys are aiming to do something, not only in quality, but in also what you're aiming for people to feel, I think, is very important as well. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. You can find Jaquise Neal at Jaquise Neal on all social media. Myself at Edgar Mopes here on Twitter, at Awfulgram on Instagram. Guys, I am being told, I very much so disagree, that summer is still here. I don't think that's true. I think we're in fall, baby. Fall, baby. I think it's <laughs> fall. But I'm being told summer is here, so please go on tpublic.com slash culturekings. Or maybe tpublic.com slash culturekingspod. I'm never sure. Uh, get on some uh, tank tops, some t-shirts. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to get mesh shorts to happen. You I don't look know. summery today. You do. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's very Tropical oh, paradise. Thank you so here. much. I'm dipping into fall, I love baby. the shirt. Oh, thank you. I, uh, I've started wearing the large t-shirts because uh, I'm gaining weight. Uh, I lost five pounds, gained them right back because of those Popeye chicken sandwiches. Yes. Uh, Are they good? Are they good? They're Are fantastic. They? Oh, it's amazing. There's one right here on Kowang. There's one right here on Kowang. There's one right here on Kowang. Please right. do. Um, but uh, yes, and uh, check out Culture Kings podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review us. It does help us indeed. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of NP Edgar. Goodbye. <laughs>